I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow geeks sit down in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 119 and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And a smidge. <laughs> and, a, and a dash. And a pinch. <laughs> a little pinch of extra geek down. Um, and how's it going, Jordan? We're back, y'all. Yeah. Well, Welcome. you don't know that. I mean, for you. Yeah. The train never stops for y'all. No. But we took we took a week off to kind of recoup. I think we're in worse shape than we were when we left two <laughs> weeks ago, but here uh, we are. Just a little. If you'd like to get a final count of all the episodes we have, whether it's actually 124 or One. maybe 117, maybe we lost a couple there <laughs> somewhere. It's a possibility. A couple ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the episodes live. Yeah. They just hang out there. That's where they hang out. That's where they're posted you. up on the stoop, just chilling, just yeah. doing nothing, just waiting for you to come through. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, that is too much work. Oh, no. I am not going to a place. I have to plan to go to field trip in a couple weeks. There are so many festivals. I need to go see Broken Social Scene. I have to go to the Poutine Festival. I have to go listen to a whole bunch of bands you guys never have heard of because you're all schmucks. I'm investing in a food truck. Um, uh, I already have a bike delivery service that I... That I need to maintain. The point is, I have so many things to do. So many things. I just can't look. Listen, I appreciate the invite, Geek Down. But yeah. you want me to go, go all the way to SoundCloud? That's like past DuPont. Oh, yeah. No, we don't go. We don't go. And we outside. barely go past Bloor. We don't go outside Vegan Town. <laughs> listen, listen. Toronto goes <laughs> from like Sherburne to Ronce, <laughs> and then from front to maybe DuPont. Ugh. Like, And even that's pushed it. People invite me to go out to like the party's up at Glencairn, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> so anybody regional <laughs> regional talk. Uh, that is a subway station that is quite north of where Jordan lives. It's not even quite north; it's just too north than I <laughs> more north yes. than I want to go. Anyway, can't I just have your fantastic episodes? Because I don't disagree. I love the geek down. Yeah. I just wish there was a way for it to come to me. Well, you know, in what? this age of customization, Caitlin, you know what, busy person from yeah, Toronto, please, and possibly other places around the world, <laughs> yes. Um, there is a way you could do that. All you have to do, just a little bit of effort, just at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, it's like your subscription to, I don't know, raw vegan carrots or whatever. Monocle. Or, or your subscription to Monica, Monocle, it will come straight to you. Um, you can go to SoundCloud.com. There, yeah. there's a there is a little Apple button. Little button. You'll, you'll you'll see it right away. You'll be like, oh, maybe maybe SoundCloud is a little bit fashionable. Um, you'll, you'll hit the Apple button. It'll take you to Apple Podcasts. There, you hit subscribe. And then once a week, oh. an episode will come to you. You know who that's brought by? Who is that brought by? Brought by a magical, fantastical, fashionable elf named Chauncey. The, the geek down internet elf, Sir... Chauncey Frostelicus the third, just surfing these rainbows of friendship, bringing you piping hot fresh episodes of Geek Down to your device every week. You don't have to do anything; they just come. Yeah, they just appear. It's magic. Now, yes, Chauncey brought it to my attention. Okay. Oh, did he finally text you? That 
No, he's sent a lawyer. Oh, um, <laughs> we've been fucking up for a while, Caitlin. Have we? Yes. What have we been fucking up? I mean, I can think of a lot <laughs> so, of things. But... So many things. Um, we always talk about just go to Apple Podcasts, and we kind of took it for granted that like, and if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can find you can find it other places. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Because I just assumed like most places used the you know iTunes podcast yeah. directory yeah. to access these things. I don't know if that's true. Oh. And I, li- I was listening to another podcast, and it was like, oh, wherever you get your audio content. Uh, I knew we were on Stitcher. I got us on Stitcher. Yeah. I got us on Zap. Zap. <laughs> That's not a thing. No. Uh, <laughs> but they were rattling them all off and it's like, or Google Play. And I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, what? oh. <laughs> so for two years, friends, <laughs> I don't think we were ever on the Android marketplace. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> So, rectified that. Approval pending. And uh, by the time this one comes out, all you Android phone listeners, if you're like, man, I've been using all my data. Oh, no. Trying to stream this off of SoundCloud every week. Apologies. Sorry. We should be available in the Google Play Store. That's exciting. Any day now. That's so exciting. It's like a gift. Yeah. A really retroactive old gift. Really shit you should (laughs) have. The gift of shit we should have been on top of years ago. Yeah. But we fixed it now, so hey. Yay. And if you want to congratulate us. Or <laughs> belittle us for being <laughs> fucking idiots. Uh, you could do that so many ways. So many ways. All the socials. Yes. Uh, we've got Twitter at GigDownPod. Uh, we've got the Insta. No Finsta, though. We're, we're always stay. Keep it legit. Keep it legit. Um, at GigDownPod. Yeah. Uh, we have our Gmail account, if you feel like writing us a missive. Of some sort, <laughs> um, which is geekdownbot at gmail.com. Yes. And finally, the old mall of social media. Mm. Put, on, put on your cargo shorts, Myron. To, and hike up to, your socks. Time to take a morning walk. <laughs> put on your compression socks. <laughs> Make sure your insoles are in. Get that, get that blood moving to your extremities. Taking a walk through the dingy, dirty smelling. It doesn't smell dirty. It smells a little dirty. It's just, it's, the lights are old. <laughs> the lights are weird. Flickering lights. It's, it's 90s light. The ambient buzz of <laughs> Facebook.com. And swing by our kiosk, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. Yeah. Geek down pod. <laughs> geek down pod. We are there. Come say hi. Find that thing that you can only find at our store and they don't have on, online yet because only old people want it. Um, <laughs> we'll have it. And finally, hmm. Jordan. Oh God, yes. If you have your compression socks on and your cargo shorts and your insoles and your walking shoes and a fanny pack, um, and you're ready to go, and uh, you find that like the fanny pack and the cargo shorts are really heavy, it's like weighing you down. Like really, like you feel like you'd be much lighter if you could just give some of that cold hard cash you've got to someone who definitely deserves it i mean you could invest it i guess but is a mutual fund going to give you as much entertainment as the geek down podcast probably not we have a patreon we do it's at www.patreon.com forward slash geek down pod like everything else and there's tons of stuff there sometimes yeah not last week because we took a week off yay yay (laughs) but sometimes there is caitlin's playlist went up very exciting. Hope you enjoyed it, friends. Yeah. 
Don't be another one for so long. <laughs> Maybe by the end of the summer, you'll get another one from Caitlin. It's going to be nothing but Sheena Ringo songs. Um, episode previews, notes. Listen, I don't want to put it. I don't want to oversell this, friends. Right. This thought I've been having. I'm kind of putting Caitlin on the spot right here. Uh oh. So just we're workshopping this live on mic. We're probably not. Even if we take a hiatus, yeah, we're probably not going to take the entire month off. We're probably still going to do some stuff. Probably. But guess who's going to get that? going to be the people who believe in us because the people who are parting with their money we can't just be like give us your money for july and not offer anything yeah we got to give them something yeah so friends i'm telling you if you can't fathom the idea of going a month without the geek down well Mm, well mm, 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 mm. just saying and your cargo shorts are really heavy a lot of pockets you're not listen you're (laughs) Lewis is lapping you around the food court. <laughs> you cannot let Lewis do that. You're going to let you're going to take that shit from Lewis? God, he's the worst. He is the worst. You know he's the worst. You know he's the worst. So, help support the people who are the best. High five. Um, and you guys- I'm never going to get a whip crack <laughs> drop by the way. I'm no. just always going to make that with my mouth. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, you can give us any level of of uh funds that you like. We'll take anything. $1. Five dollars. Hitting the wrong button again. I don't know that makes Kozak laugh a whole lot when it happens. Ten dollars. Uh, or twenty five dollars. Or actually any level you want. Yeah, you can just give us. We'll take anything. We literally, the basket is open. We're just out holding a grocery bag. Just like, yeah. please throw something in here. Yeah, as Misha uh, helped us find out, you could really offer any type of cash you want. Misha is the true free thinker. Yeah. Thanks. He doesn't need a MAGA hat to illustrate his free thinking. Yeah. He just donates $3 a month <laughs> instead of one of the predetermined tiers. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that I think that's all the, like, business out of the way. Business. Business. So, Kate. Yep. I just, I, I hyperventilate the more I think about it. Oh, no. What's going on? I've just been all week. Friends. Oh, my God. It's beef season. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Beef season's back. Oh, my God. Listen, there are so many places you can go to hear about everything that's been happening. But I also bear in mind, I have a lot of, you know, olds who kind of care about this stuff who listen to this show. Yes. So just need to break it down right quick. But this this Drake push a tea beef. Yeah. It's giving me life, Caitlin. If you don't know who these people are, uh, probably should Google it. But... Drake and Pusha T are both rappers. They are both, they're both hip-hop artists. They rap. They rap. Uh, what makes this even better is you can trace this beef back like 20 years over some like bathing ape hoodies. Like that's what? that's what this goes back to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. So how much did you know about this one? I'm surprised you knew anything about it when I just like lost my mind on Facebook to you. Um, so how did I hear about this? Uh, it was something about... Um, it was actually a whole bunch of articles cause I, I just, I read news a lot. I just, <laughs> you know, news, news, like I you just do. go through and read news from different uh, news outlets. And I can't remember somewhere that I wasn't expecting had this like profile profile on what had happened. And it was like, and people were talking about like, uh, uh, Drake, like invoicing Pusha T, yes. uh, for, and I can't remember what it was for, but the services were like adding relevance to your career or something yeah. like that. And people were like losing their mind on Twitter. Oh yeah. That was funny for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like reading all this stuff and, and then I, all I saw was that, 
someone was was it you someone was really liking Pusha T's album well could could have been me yes um and I was like so then I like messaged you about it and I was like I'd read a whole bunch of, and I did I went to like a whole bunch of different news sources and they were all like Drake has won oh, and I was like the other thing might has, not have come out yet <laughs> has Drake won because I and I don't know anything about this so please help me with this so that's how I came about to it so i mean and i will say this as briefly as possible but basically like so way back when lil wayne the man who put drake on yeah signed drake yeah uh did a magazine cover for the the fader or somebody i don't remember who it was but he appeared in like bathing ape products the very okay. loud colorful hoodies from say the early aughts type of thing right pharrell who had signed the clips which was Pusha t's old duo with his brother mm-hmm. back in the day took exception to this they thought they were the ones who put this style forward like people were buying. Right. They made Bathing Ape hot. Okay. They thought they were the ones who did this. And now Lil Wayne going to be like jocking their style. What? The rap beef is 90% never about anything, but like. Okay. So they put out a song on their second album called uh, Mr. Me Too that had a guy with like long dreads and like laughing like a eh, kind of shucking and jiving a little bit. Right. In the video sort of thing. So this has been the reason for the long simmering beef and because Drake's got to have Wayne's back. He's throwing a couple shots here and there. Yep. Never really been a thing. There's been real kind of simmerings, subliminals, as they call it. Right. Going back and forth. And then Pusha puts out this fantastic seven song thing. The first of the Kanye, Summer of Kanye shit that he's put out. Right. All the beats done by Kanye. Beats are great. The thing with Pusha is he is, for 20 years, he has rapped about nothing but the acquisition, distribution, and selling of cocaine. That's really boring. You'd think that. <laughs> I heard the. You want to hear the hottest take in the world that I loved? Yeah. The Chris and Andy show. Andy likened Pusha to French novelist and Nobel laureate Patrick Modiano. Yep. As a formalist, because Modiano has been basically been trying to tell the same story for through different novels for his entire career. Right. This is basically what Pusha's doing. He's just talking about drug dealing. Right. <laughs> but he always does it in a different way, in a very quotable way. Anyway, album closes with a song called Infrared, which takes a few shots at Drake and brings back an old allegation against drake right he ghostwrites okay he has a ghostwriter yeah that i've heard this before yes that um this was the beef with meek mill who's a name you may have heard about yeah this is important because drake got into a beef with meek mill about the same thing because meek mill was offended that drake didn't tweet his album out okay rap beef is usually about nothing right um so meek and drake start going back and forth and drake just to the surprise of most i think destroyed meek mill Okay. Um, just from the songs he put out to like going to the OVO Fest in Toronto and like having a bunch of the memes people made about <laughs> Meek Mill play on the screen behind him while he was rapping, like just owned it. This is important because it means Drake was probably feeling a little untouchable right now. Right. So Infrared comes out and it brings back this old shit about him having a go- Drake having a ghostwriter, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Drake puts out a song a few days later. I think he put out a thing called Duppy Freestyle. Just a quick, like, W is like, pats off or ghost. Yeah. Just basically put the thing out and basically questions pushes realness. Right. Like, you know, I heard it was your cousin, then your brother, then you. So you didn't rap what you, you ain't rapping what you did. You rapped what you knew type of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I saw that. Um, people, ooh, ah, yee. And, you know, it, was, it took a couple, took a couple shots. Yeah. Playing a couple solid things. Because the thing is, Drake is just like, you know, I'm the biggest rapper in the world. Like, you're old. You don't sell as much as me. You don't have hits. And yeah. you're not even half the drug dealer that you're saying you were. Yeah. So people were like, ooh, Drake. Drake came back with it. He's doing him like Meek again. Kate, what do I love? Why do I watch? And what's my favorite thing in anime? Um, When the 
person, uh, well, the little guy, like, comes up and just, like, smacks the big guy in the face. Gives them something to think about. Yeah. Because, listen, why am I watching Megalobox right now? Because I want that moment when Yuri gets, like, shit, like, Joe had something for him yeah. that he didn't expect him to have. Yuri might still still win. Because here's the thing. Drake's going to be fine. Yeah. He's going to he's gonna put out an album in, like, two weeks. He's probably going to have a million hits. He's, he's nice for what is number one again. Like, Drake's going to be fine. He's going to continue being the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah. Drake's never going to forget this week. You don't think so? Because he got like called out, like goaded into a knife fight, and it's like he walked into a field with a switchblade and then noticed the dot on his chest. Pusha comes out with this thing called Story of Adidon. Yeah. This week. I <laughs> friends a hyperventilator. <laughs> he really it. is. He's like breaking out of sweat and It's not it's just mean. Like, it's so personal and just mean. The first line is, drug dealing aside, ghost writing aside, let's have a heart-to-heart about your pride. Oh. You say that to, like, the intern. And that's not my my assessment. That was from the podcast. But, like, it's true. Like, that's so patronizing. Yeah. And just, like, you're feeling yourself. That's fine. But let's get some real talk here right now. You have some things you need to work out. So let's chat about it. Oh, my God. He bodies Drake, his daddy, his mama. Oh, my God. His baby mama. Best line. He just said, he's been trying to put like slang on. He's just like, you are hiding a child. This is the thing he goes in at Drake for. Drake's apparently got some baby mama who had a kid that he's like, you know, might be paying. And Drake's had a couple things where he mentions child support lately. So it's yeah. not like it wasn't out there. People are acting like this huge bomb drop that Pusha made. Like right. this stuff was out there, but not if you weren't reading like black gossip blogs or TMZ religiously type of thing. Right. And she's apparently, you know, earns her living in the adult film industry. Right. Um, and has tweeted some things about Drake being deadbeat, et cetera, et cetera. So this is stuff that was all out there. Pusha maybe just brought it more to the forefront than your average Drake listener was aware of. Right. This all, the assessment seems to be this all would have just stayed rat bullshit. Yeah. If Drake hadn't mentioned the name of Push's fiance at the end of, and it wasn't even a diss at Push's fiance. He just said her name. Right. On some like, you know, I know some stuff about you sort of thing that you don't like to put out there. So I'm going to put it out there. That apparently like opened the floodgates for Push to just be like, it's all up for grabs. Because it's like, you. The ugly thing about rap beef, and this has been true forever, is like women are usually the collateral damage. Right. So you have, so now Virginia Williams pushes fiance, who never has to be a part of this. Yep. Everybody knows her name now. That's not great. And now Pusha making side eye comments about this woman, uh, Sophie Brousseau, I believe her name is, who is allegedly Drake's baby mama. Um, I don't want to see, I don't even want to say baby mama, the mother of Drake's child. Yeah. Um, side eyeing at her career as a porn star. Et cetera, et cetera. But, but it's the fact that he's bringing it up to be like, was it you mentioned, you mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Dennis walked out at five, hell of a dad thing. Yeah. You know, how's it feel when you come out on top, but Sandy keep losing? You know, marriage was a thing your mother never had, <laughs> like type of thing. Oh my god! And basically saying, and you're doing the same shit your dad did. Ah. Oh. Because you're not. You're just. That's just. He just said, you are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. Like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> brutal. It's. He's clutching no, his face, everyone. Noah Shabib, who is who goes by forty, who is Drake's like producer and his best friend since they were kids, type of thing. He's yeah. got multiple sclerosis. Yeah. He's possibly the nicest guy, 
in hip hop. Yeah. And makes amazing beats. Forty's actually really awesome. He's got multiple sclerosis and pushes like quit working him so hard. How much time he got left? <laughs> tick tick tick. That man is sick sick sick. Oh my gosh. He's got the devil flow six six six. Like like literally mashing my face <laughs> into itself because wow. <laughs> How? And he never even brought up Rihanna. Oh my god! Like there's there's still shit that there's still shit they're holding on to if this is going to go another round, right? And like I understand, I've talked to people who are like they just don't like this in with as much other bullshit that's out in the world that makes people feel bad. Like the music doesn't need this, right? Because a lot of people don't like this energy, yeah, being brought into the music. I am old. (laughs) I remember JV Nas. I remember Cannabis VLL. I remember Big and Pac. And as long as it stays on records and nobody's, you know, getting stabbed in a club somewhere. But people are. Or, do or worse, get stabbed and shot in or clubs worse. over stuff like this. Sometimes, yeah. But as long as we keep it on records, this is going to be, this is just making my summer right now. So. Beef season. Woo! Beef season. And if you're wondering what I think of the new Kanye album, it's got three hot beats on it. The lyrics are trash. And you should all listen to the Black Thought EP instead, which came out the same day. Go listen to that. Go listen to that. Also, beef season. <laughs> you love beef season. You know, you I love, love beef, beef season. season. But I, I would like. I mean, I think feel like I need to bring beef season from like writers who don't like each other, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, like man. French authors who are like man, disparaging you, American. You know, what you know about Proust and Joyce, son? <laughs> I don't even know if they beefed or not. Uh, I don't think so. But anyway, that's beef season. Wow, look at that. What's your next topic, Kate? Um, so there is no news. And if there is news, it's lame news, um, or I don't care, or people are just making up news at this point. They're like, there's no news. I'm going to talk about this thing nobody well, well, cares about. Let's fold some things into news, maybe, in an update. Okay. Did you see Solo? I did. How did you like it? I liked it. It was <laughs> so much fun. It was great. It was great. Um, people need to calm down. It was a heist movie. I love heist movies. Um, it had some turns. I had some twists. Um, it had Lando Calrissian slash Donald Glover, which uh, fantastic. And I thought I can never say his name. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Aaron Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. I think that's no. I don't know. The guy playing Hansel. He did an amazing job. There were moments where he, like his his expression was so Han Solo, it was crazy, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, it was lots of fun. Streets is talking. About? Micro and macro. Micro. This is clearly two movies stitched together. And tonally, oh, it's, it's, a, it's not. Tonally, it's a problem. It's not at all. I don't know. People. You, you people, are squarely in the minority on that take. People are. They they know that what happened. And therefore, they're saying. Like, I heard all the stuff about how it was slow at the beginning. And, like, I read a whole bunch of stuff about. I didn't read about the storyline at all. I was really trying to stay away from, like, story spoilers. Um, and they're like, you know, uh, it's really slow and all of that. And it. It wasn't. Like, at no point in the movie did I think, and I've done this a million times, especially in Star Wars movies, I've thought, oh, the pacing's a little off on this, right? Like, The Last Jedi, pacing was definitely off. This movie, no. They had no pacing issues. It was fine. And there were not two movies stitched together. Like, not at one point did I think, and I knew very well, sort of like, what the issues were, why the brothers were... Let go. They were brothers. 
Are they not brothers? No. I thought they were just, you know, <laughs> brothers. Just two dudes. You're confusing two dudes. the Russo brothers. Okay, whatever. Two dudes. Why the two dudes were let go. Lord and Miller. Um, and I was, at no point was I like, these are two movies stitched together. The other thing they're saying, are we at peak Star Wars, Caitlin? Um, Is it time to take a break? I, I don't know. Do you want to see an Obi-Wan movie in a year? Or eight months? No. I don't want to see an... I would like to see an Obi-Wan cartoon. But not an Obi-Wan movie. I don't really care. Did you appreciate the acknowledgement that most casual fans did not (laughs) when your super extra cameo shows up? Uh, It was amazing. It fit right into the storyline. Casual fans who were A, like, what? And then had to go to Google and read, like, a 20 page synopsis of the clone wars yeah, less, less impressed but you should have just watched the clone wars when i told you to <laughs> that was the first thing i thought it's like i read this and i was like oh man she's they just acknowledged the clone Wars. she's gonna be so fucking which amped means right now. that there's a chance ahsoka tano will be in something or they'll like briefly mention her I'm very excited. that's what she lives for yeah well that's one thing you did what else you've been doing no no i'm not done talking okay, about this jesus christ because I think that this is what I've gone back to again and again. People just want to find things to just tear apart in any way they want. I think people are just mad because Star Wars was special. And as the content train starts rolling out to try and keep Disney profitable. Yeah. Like, did it's, they, it's starting to bum people out. Did I they think. need a solo movie? Absolutely not. Was it a fun time? Yes. Yay! Are you going to remember this movie a week from now? Yeah, we keep on making jokes about it. There were some really freaking funny scenes um, and some fun characters. There are some things I was disappointed with with the movie and how they treated female characters. Um, Thanks for coming out, Tandy Newton. uh, Yeah, I was like, she definitely didn't need to die. (laughs) Like, that is definitely not a thing that needed to happen. Um, But yeah, it it was a good old time. A good old time. People just need to calm down. Okay, calm look, down. the content train's got to keep rolling. Yeah, they need to take a break. Yeah, keep. Take a deep break, a deep breath and a break. The take economy is that thing from Spirited Away, is like the no face from Spirited Away once it just starts eating. Like, you just got to keep <laughs> shoveling takes into the take mach- into the take furnace. But then it starts eating people. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you said moving on? Um, things that happened while we were away... I want full credit for calling it. I said if anybody was going to save the expanse, it was going to be it was going to be Amazon, Amazon, and I was right. Yeah, which is exciting. So Amazon, from the brink of extinction, pulled the expanse back mm-hmm. for at least a season four. They'll probably see how that goes. Yeah, streaming number wise, or if it gets any more Prime subscribers, that could be the thing that's a problem because there's no standalone video. You only get Prime. Like you're only going to get it if you're already paying for Prime. Yeah, but Prime is so it's it's such a great thing because it's not just a uh, like movie or TV service that has a ton of great content, you also get free shipping! And next day, free shipping! Listen. It comes in so handy. It does. Listen. Friends, the new iPad is here. You can't... Wiping my hand uh, over all the drops played at once. Yep. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. I was sending Caitlin our version of pornography yesterday. 
So the closest we'll ever come to sexting Caitlin is just a video of me showing PDF annotation <laughs> functionality. Like, what? This is amazing. I'm like, Kate, I just doodle next to a paragraph and the whole thing highlights. I just go, whoop, and the whole thing highlights and then I can pull it into a notepad. Oh my God, Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, so I decided I should probably get a sleeve as well. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Just a sleeve, a little felt sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd already bought shit off Amazon. I didn't want to pay shipping on this. Yeah. So I... You know, go to one of my hookups who are paying for Prime. Yeah. Like, yo, can you mind if I just, you know, use your Prime to ship this? Yeah. They ship at FedEx. Two days. Great. Yeah. Apparently my buzzer is broken. Okay. So this thing came twice while I was sitting here. (gasps) And I get texts on my phone being like, hey, we tried to deliver, but you weren't home. Ah, false. I was here. I was sitting upstairs playing Grand Theft Auto while you tried to deliver this. And then, so I'm getting in fights on Twitter with FedEx (laughs) about this. And it's like, it's like, well, we'll drop it off at a, at a pickup station. The closest one's over on, at a hardware store over in Roncesville. Sidebar, Roncesville, possibly the best neighborhood in Toronto. Okay. Delightful. Yeah. You ever been recently? I have been. Wonderful neighborhood. But then we're going to drop it off there. They'll call you when it gets in. Awesome. That was on like Wednesday or Wednesday morning. I get the notice that's gone onto a truck. Cool. All day Wednesday, all day Thursday, nothing. Nothing. Friday night or Thursday night, I'm like, yo, can I get some an update on this? Friday morning, they call me. It's like, oh, yeah, it's ready for pickup. Great. You know how this would not have happened, Caitlin? How? Canada Post. Or if your buzzer. Shouts to Canada Post. Or if your buzzer hadn't been broken. My buzzer hadn't worked. They just would have taken it there right away. They wouldn't have taken it back to fucking the Portlands to the FedEx distribution center. They just take it to the Guardian. They leave me a note. It's like, go get it after five. I walk three minutes, <laughs> grab it, and come home. Or because Canada Post has like a skeleton key for apartment buildings. They just come up and knock on the door and hand it over. That's what happened with the iPad case. Yeah, but you got it for free shipping. And if your buzzer hadn't been broken, you would have gotten it like right away. You should fix your buzzer. Notwithstanding, <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> Point is, Prime's a double-edged sword. It is not. Canada Post. Canada Post. All the way. The reason we're even bringing that up is you're basically saying you got to pay 100 bucks to watch The Expanse. It's not quite that much. Well. And it's a year. It's not just... A, in the neighborhood. But it's not just the expanse. It's like a ton of other stuff. Mm, All the good stuff. American it's a stuff. half a step above the, Crackle, I'm going to say. <gasps> aside from... <laughs> I, <laughs> aside, from the ori- aside from the originals, which oh, they're getting better at. My God. They got Mrs. Maisel. They got pre- you know, they, so they picked up you know Preachers on there, Big Six on there. Like, you know, they got a, the they got a few. The thing from this week is on they there. They got a few. The thing from this week. The thing you gave me. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. See? <laughs> you don't even know, nope. Jordan. See, occasionally animated. Maiden Abyss was on there. But that's like, you know, if I can count down the front of one sheet of paper. Yeah. All the re- all the things that are on Amazon versus the full moleskin notebook I need for Netflix at $10 a month. But how? But it's the same amount of money. Like, it's less, actually, than Netflix. It's a lot of upfront for... Yeah, but you you don't have you don't have to pay it for the rest of the year. Trickle trickle better than a. I I completely disagree. It's the reason I buy fares instead of a pass every month because I can trickle out twenty bucks a week a lot better than I can shell out another hundred and sixty at the start of the month. Good thing you know people. <laughs> Good thing I know people and have the internet and the, that the internet exists. Yeah. Point is, we will see how that goes. If the nerds are like, if they're willing to go the legal route to support it, or if they're just gonna. Well, either they're doing it anyways, or at least now they have an, they don't have to buy cable to like 
get access to watch it online because that's how it was before, right? Mm. Now they can just watch a thing online. Oh, yeah, and it's on demand now. So, I mean, yeah. for that, it's all good. I'm just, I'm just curious. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They already shelled out a billion dollars for fucking young Aragorn. So, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That, we'll no. See. We'll see when it comes time to balance the books next year if it's uh, now, they still have money for the expanse. That is something we definitely don't need. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don't want to revisit Middle Earth. <laughs> revisit Young Young Mortensen. No. Young Mortensen, my forthcoming SoundCloud rap name. <laughs> what else you got? I went to the dentist. Good for you. My mouth still hurts. How'd that go? M- one of six appointments down. <laughs> yeah, it's a, they, they keep they keep getting at me. My mouth is a mess. It's been a while because you know I went for the long. I went for the first time in forever, and now they're like, "Hey, it's been like seven months," and I'm like, "Fuck, word! Like, did I just see you people?" Like, <laughs> for me, I hadn't been to the dentist in. I did. I didn't think it was quite this long, but it's been about ten years. That was me. Yeah, and uh, and they were actually surprised. They were like, "Oh yeah, there's no serious decay." And I was like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> kind of got the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I went in for a, for a check after the the one that. The one that did need to get pulled in the back. I was walking out and they were like, you have actually really strong teeth. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Makes me feel good. Despite having not been here for a decade. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm sore um, and my face is really puffy the next day because they did a lot of work on one side. I had like six cavities. Yeah. Uh, that's ultimately what I'm... I'm going to have to go, be going back for us. Maybe I'll reunite with my beloved Yondola. Well, they... The other thing is I was supposed to get like other work done, but we were doing the math and they're like, oh, but it's going to be above your insurance. And I'm like, nope, can wait till next year. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I do not have that kind of money. Find yourself a dentist that can understand your poverty. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, like, we are only working within what my insurance covers here. The second it stops, yeah. you better come up with something else. I was like, um, I can, uh, I can book us an appointment for January if you like when my coverage starts again. Hey, but Hey, maybe the new, De- maybe the new Democrats will win on Monday and it'll be free dental for everybody. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. What? Orange crush. Orange crush. Mm. Orange crush. Orange crush. We'll, we'll revisit it next week. Local politics, local politics talk. Yeah. State, state pol- political talk. Jordan says he knows enough people in his hometown who would vote for a hamster with a graduation <laughs> cap on if it promised it could lower their hydro bills. That's basically what they're going to do. Oh, good times. Um, which is not going to happen. And then everyone's going to be sad. Uh, it's going to, Ontario's going to be on fire and I'll have to move. <laughs> it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be a minority, which will mean gridlock, which will mean nothing in debt for eight years. And then. Catherine, four years. Catherine Wink and think she can sweep the room and be the conquering hero again. Four years. Whatever. Only four years. Whatever. Only four years of fire. <laughs> we can survive it. In addition to the two we've already had. <laughs> oh, it's been fine. <laughs> the, um, the global fire we've already had. For oh, years. yes. Uh, also, art class. Yeah, the art class going. It's going well. I'm not very good at drawing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the update for art class. It's not my strong suit. I don't have any talent. I'd have to really practice. That's what... Most of it is, Kate. You know what? Shut your face. Um, and D&D. D&D. I kill things. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. We're really supposed to play D&D. Also, all the mainstream's getting hold of D&D, and it's scary. How do you mean? Well, there's like a D&D girls camp, and... What? Yeah. And there's all this like, D&D, why do people like D&D so much? Oh, it's because they can interact with other people face-to-face. And I'm like, we've been telling you this for so long. Oh my God. Did I tell you about this? Did we talk about this? Did we talk about what? Sorry. I was thinking about, I was already on to like 
what the next topic was going to be. And this was not the next topic. I'll just say it first. The first topic was Anime North was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, how, well, that's another reason we have to bring it up. How was it? How did Senior Correspondent enjoy his Anime North experience? Um, amazing. He did amazingly well. He sold out twice of what he was selling and uh, had a really great time. Didn't come back like, Ugh. No, no. He was like, I can't wait to do this next year. Weaves are weird. Um, uh, he did think all the um, like booth babes were weird. He was like, it's bizarre and vaguely like prostitutionish vaguely but like he was not expecting so much cleavage and like mostly naked bodies <laughs> and yep he was like it was i was very uncomfortable for walking around a lot it was very it was kind of really gross so yeah and also apparently ended on sunday um with something that's happened before apparently but not to this degree mm. religious protests yeah so a shit ton of religious protesters at enemy north a friend of mine um from work who went mentioned that to me she was like yeah we were told we were gonna go to hell it was interesting i've never had that before happen before the power of god and anime on my side yeah so yeah that's weird uh we're all gonna burn yep oh definitely okay but that was anime topic one anime topic two was did i tell you about the bebop thing what's the did bebop we talk thing? about this so the 20th anniversary of Cowboy Bebop uh-huh. is coming up. Yeah. Are you talking about the set? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we might have. I don't know if we ever talked about it on mic, but Funimation has took basically reservations for three levels of commemorative Blu-ray set right. for Cowboy Bebop. Um, one might come with bookends. One might have come with something else and prints and art book and shit and liner notes, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They were only going to make these if they got a hundred, not a hundred, a thousand uh, reservations. Right. Pre-orders, basically. Yeah. They weren't, couldn't even make them if they weren't going to get a thousand. Jordan did not pre-order. Yeah. Because the price tiers were, the cheapest was $250. Uh. And then it went $250, $350, $550. For a thing that, if you're a fan of Bebop, you already have. Yeah. This would be my third iteration oh of gosh. owning Cowboy Bebop on oh physical media. So I had tapes. Yep. And then I got DVDs right now. Yep. Jordan, why would you ever buy another Cowboy Bebop set? Yeah. Oh, no. Jordan, why would you ever buy another Cowboy Bebop set? Because it's the first time ever, and they only have the rights to do it in this set, not standalone. Yep. Final soundtrack. <gasps> oh, no. Jordan, what have you done? I didn't do anything. I've done nothing. Okay. No pre-order, no nothing. I was just waiting to see if they if they crossed a thousand. Yeah. My buddy Scott did pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> He's like buyer's remorse immediately. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what songs are going to make it onto the soundtrack, but I mean you're going to get a tank on vinyl. Yeah. Um, but I'm waiting to see now what it's going to be. So they'll fulf- they'll fulfill the pre-orders, and then how many more are they going to make after that? Yeah. They'll figure it out then. <laughs> figure it out then if I'm going to. You only drop. need. You only need one kidney, right? Oh, oh no. How much can I get for a five-year-old <laughs> iPad with a screen, with a cracked screen? Will someone give me no. $75 for that? Maybe. You think? It still works. Get at me on the socials, friends. Um, so that's, that's that. That's another thing I've been wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, Red Dead Redemption pre-orders get you like uh, half a million in GTA dollars. Right. It's <laughs> another thing. I was like, well, I'm going to play that game anyway. Um... <laughs> That's and, a really good cross-marketing there. Oh, they've gone crazy. They've already did the one thing where if you did a treasure hunt in GTA, you'll get a gun that you can use in, in Red Ooh. Dead. And they're going to do another one, apparently, uh, before the game launches. And I finished Barry. 
How is it? About what I said. It's going to get rough. Right. And it got real rough? It, it got rough. Oh. Um, Wait, did it get rough or real rough? The way it ended, it's going to get real rough. Okay. All by right. the time they go into season two. Um, and I've heard enough about the conclusion of Killing Eve that I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm in a rush to get back to it. Yeah. At some point, but. I'm not in a rush to get back to either of them. You want to know why? <laughs> you want to know why, Jordan? Why, Kate? Because I really like Forensic Files. And there's like seven seasons Jesus of it. Christ. <laughs> Uh, at one point, well, you are surely from community. Jesus Christ! Well, so I eat some cheesy popcorn and watch Forensic Files. Well, I was. Isn't uh, this like? Oh, so like, if you go from like CSI to Law and Order, isn't Forensic Files like way down the list on oh, like Forensic procedurals? Files, well, it's not an actual like show. Like it's real life. Like like. Oh, so this is like A and E in the afternoon type of shit. Yeah, that's oh, exactly God. what it is. Oh my God. Um, and it's very very nineties, and they haven't recut it or anything, right? So you know where the commercials are, and they'll like go <laughs> over things like a second after they've revealed, mm-hmm. and they always say um like an astonishing discovery, like at least once an episode they made an astonishing discovery. Like at least I like have a pad of paper now <laughs> where I like check off if they've said it. Um, at one point. I was in a lot of pain and I was watching Forensic Files and Senior Correspondent left for a little while and then came back. He's like, how are you on season three already? But they're only like 20 minutes, right? So I just whip through them and I can fast forward through the end because no one cares about what people think. I just want to know who did it and how they got there and all the forensic evidence that they collected. Anyways, good times. It's on your Netflix. I just remembered something. What did you remember? I can't believe I was going to let this episode go by without bringing this up. Oh, my gosh. Second batch of Terrace House dropped. Oh, goodness. So great. Ask how fast it took me to watch these. How fast did it take you to watch oh, these? About two and a half days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. <sighs> just gripping the mic stand. How was it, Jordan? So the story of Terrace House. Yes. Up to this point. Has been the sort of will they or won't they between Shion, the six foot model, and my captain, Subasa. Okay. The captain of minor league hockey team, the Kurizawa Fairies. Right. I'm now remembering this and I actually really like, love this story. There's been some will they or won't they. They've been adorable on everything they've done together. She obviously doesn't think he's really into her like that because, right. you know, he's so above her. And, and I'm sorry, this is not a new season of Terrace House. This oh, is, yes. Oh, but they've come back for this. Oh, yes. <gasps> is everyone but, back? This has been, no, this is a new season. Like, so the first batch of episodes, they're yeah. not doing a full season at once now. Oh, it's still airing in Japan. They're kind of, they're like half-assed simulcasting oh, I it. I see, okay. And fandom is furious because we're like, <laughs> if you're going to tell me that, you know, fucking My Hero Academia can get subtitled and put on streaming, like... 20 minutes after the airs in Japan. <laughs> you can't fucking make this happen for Terrace House. You did it for Violet Evergarden. You can't do it for Terrace House. Anyway, why do we care about this? I'll get to it in a moment. So yes, the will there. So it's been, it's been in March. They dropped the first batch. Right. Uh, when I first brought the show up, it was boys and girls in the city. Yeah. I think. And then they did Aloha State, which meh, nobody cares about Aloha State. Right. Um, except for Lauren. And I just follow her on Instagram and that's how I get my Lauren film. And now they've done opening new doors. That's what this one's called. So, different cast. Although, apparently, an old-timey Terrace House cast member from, like, 
before it was on Netflix, so yeah. the original Terrace House yeah. is back on the show. Oh. Find, trying to find her last love, she says. Huh. Um, that I mean, there have been a few other couples here and there are attempted. Um, the 30-something snowboarder and the 22-year-old, possibly, I feel like she's on the spectrum. Um, right. Ami, who just like... Mm, 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 so just nods and says, mm, yeah. Mm, yes. Mm. Um, and like never likes anything. It's like... It's like we go stargazing. I don't really care about nature. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do, woman? Um, like, what do you like? She doesn't like anything. Anyway, um, is amazing. Yeah. We love her. And Jean seemed really into her. And then at the same time was kind of like pulling away maybe. And he asked another girl out. <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he asked. You don't have to re-gasp <laughs> me. I gasped myself. <laughs> He was talking to this like new arrival, like Sena, the, yeah. the previous cast member, who already kind of knew what was going on with the two of them. And he, you know, Shion was like, "Oh, we should go out to eat something." And she's like, "Is this? Do you consider this a date?" And he's like, well, "Yeah, I guess it's a date." And she's like, "It ain't a date." Oh, jeez. He's like, like, "I'm not doing that to. I wouldn't do that to Sabasa. So like, we can still go, but don't consider it a date." Right. And then he'd be talking to the dudes about like, you know, I just feel like it's a. Uh, Maybe more, more like a you know sister thing type of thing, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was Shion's birthday. And basically, Subasa set him up to like lure him into like the TV room. Right. And she had decorated all herself like just for him Aww. and like got him a scarf and like had like a private gift giving thing with him. And like that was the moment where he realized like, oh my God, this woman's amazing. And <laughs> I really like her. And he basically was having a chat with the... Girl about about he was going to um he thought he was thought it was time to make a move like the the gift giving thing really like Japan right really opened his heart right <laughs> so, right so he felt like he felt like making a move and then last and then that the season ended those were the last of the episodes we got yeah he was gonna make a move on Valentine's Day um because he's you know they're showing what happened in the house back in February yeah um and I guess there's even like breaks in Japan as well. Because I follow Tsubasa on Instagram right. and I got home from work one day and opened it up and it was like a selfie of the two of them together and like a big long thing written because the episode where they got together or kissed or whatever aired in Japan. Yeah. So if it aired, now they can kind of like admit it on socials type of thing. Yeah. And Shion posted the same photo and there was like some article on some Japanese news site type of thing. Oh about they actually got together and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I love them so much, Caitlin. <laughs> Subasa makes everyone around her better. <laughs> so the the uh, uh, girl like yeah. announced she was leaving as well. Like she's like basically all you do is ain't shit. I'm not gonna find love here, and I want right. to be a model, so I gotta move to Tokyo. Type of thing. Had a good time. She tells Subasa first because they became really close, and like this Ami girl breaks down crying because. I never thought I would have a friend like you. Like you're my best friend. Aww. I'm gonna miss you so much. I was like, Subasa even makes Amy bearable. <laughs> Everyone around you better. Wow, you are very passionate. I will fucking, listen, Japan. If you're out there and you know, I have looked online. I will rock the fuck out of her jersey. I don't own. I'm Canadian. I don't own a single item of hockey paraphernalia. That's true. You find me a fucking Karizawa Fairies jersey yeah. with her number, number twenty five, Subasa on the back. I will wear it every day. It's amazing. Every day. Terrace House on your fucking Netflix. Watch that shit. I ain't steer nobody wrong yet. I it, got like three people at work who are like it may, fanatical. It may open your heart. 
it may. Open your heart to Terrace House. Here you go. <laughs> That's our little... I think I feel That's like... It's a good spot to break as any. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to take a pause right here. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk about the things we brought each other. And on the break, we'll probably talk about Terrace House. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's going to be a good back half. Yeah. There'll be some, some interesting things to talk about this yeah. week. So we'll do that Absolutely. when we get back. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other. And unlike last week, we did bring each other things this week. We did. We did. Yeah. Before we talk about them, though, mm-hmm. there are rules. There are rules. The first rule being the rule of three, which is the rule that if the thing comes in parts or episodes or issues that we will watch, read, consume three of them. So the thing gets a chance to become the thing it's going to become. Yes. Two shows this week. Yep. The rule applied. Jordan didn't listen to it. Well, we'll mention why when we get into it. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Uh, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that decrees. That's a declaration. Yeah, that we will not talk about the things we brought each other until we are sitting in front of these microphones. Listen, she's sitting here. I don't even know if she saw the thing. I don't even know if she watched it. Nope. She hasn't said a word about it. Lip zipped. Don't know a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Because, friends, you deserve the raw uncut. The freshest of takes. Yes, sir. We don't want you getting stale, crumbly takes. Ugh, no. She's getting a warm, moist, pillowy take. Yeah. Directly from CJ's Hot Take Emporium. Weirdly, very much like a pancake. <laughs> very similar and as filling. Yeah. I say. God, now I want pancakes. <laughs> Damn you. Get this done so we can go get some pancakes. Third rule, not so much a rule as a policy. Is that there will be spoilers. If you don't like spoilers, get the fuck out. Leave. We don't care. I mean, we do care, but just leave. We will spoil things. Oh, yeah. We spoil a lot of things. Sometimes accidentally for each other. (laughs) Shows. Milk. For strangers. Cheese. Just spoil everything. So these are two, I mean, one's not, one is brand spanking. The other one is apparently older. It is older. But may have just emerged on this continent more recently. Yes. Okay. Is that the jam? Yeah. Um, so it might be new to you, like it was new to us, even though it's an older show. Either way, if you have any inclination to watch Wotakai or, it's going to be really hard not to say the name of this show. The with, Ministry of Time. <laughs> without sounding like Bumblebee Man. So maybe just saying in English is the proper way. The Ministry of Time. La Ministerio del Tiempo. That was really good. <laughs> Took a lot of effort. <laughs> Mine is, I can't roll my R's at all. So oh, it's God, really bad. All. I thought you could. No, it's a bit. It actually, I thought French immersion girl could. No, see, I can do the French R, uh, which a lot of people can't do, but I can't do the uh, Spanish or Trill R. Yeah, I can't um, do either. I've been practicing. It's actually in like. Spain and Russia and stuff, it's actually considered a speech impediment. Really? Um, I have a terrible speech impediment and I cannot do it. So, if you want to watch either of those shows, go watch them and then come back. Yeah. But if you... Otherwise, you're going to get some shit spoiled and you're going to be mad. You're going to be like, fuck you, Geek Down. We're going to be like, we told we, we told, told you, you this we would happen. You. We told you. So, see you later. Bye. Bye.
We like to alternate, so this week we're going to start with the thing. I brought Caitlin, new anime of the season. You all love when we talk about anime. At least that's what the numbers suggest. <laughs> so this is one. We, don't, we tend to veer outside. The outside margins. I'm making like a curve, like over a sphere. Yeah. Like we tend to be over here. We're not here in, in the, the middle. middle. We're not going to touch base no. on My Hero Academia again. Go fuck that show. No. We're going to be like good. over here on the side. And this is a show that I think is kind of living over here on the side. I keep making this is audio. You can't see me doing it, but, but I just keep... it's funny for me. <laughs> and it's still over here on the side. And this is a show that started this season getting a little bit of buzz in some of the arenas that we tend to pay attention to more Mm -hmm. um the anime feminist schools and whatnot and it is a little left of center and similar to something we talked about before but kind of a different spin on it so maybe we'll we'll see what caitlin thought of that or frankly what i thought of it because this is another one of those things where it's like i heard this was good yeah let's give to caitlin it's a reason for both of us to watch it yeah (laughs) so we will see about that what is this thing it is a 2018 anime series Called Wotaku Nikoi wa Muzukashi, or Wotakoi for short. Colon, love is hard for otaku. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true today as it's <laughs> always it. been. Yep. Uh, this was previously a web manga series written and illustrated by somebody just going by Fujita. It was first posted on Pixiv, which I guess is a Japanese webcomic hosting site, mm-hmm. in April 2014. Uh, then it got a print, some print volumes. Uh, the manga is available in English in North America. Mm-hmm. The first volume just came out. This anime adaptation was done by A1 Pictures and premiered in April 2018 in the old, old Faithful. We love it. I felt comforted. I didn't know it was part of it, but I felt comforted when the little title card came up. Yeah. Noitamina Block never does this wrong. Nope. Never does. Princess Jellyfish comes from Noitamina. Boys, kids on the slope. Not boys on the slope. Kids on the slope came from Noitamina. Mm-hmm. So at least one other one that's. Oh, fucking Cabinary was from uh, oh, a yeah. Noida Mina Block as well. Yeah. Noida Mina Block, very safe space anime-wise yeah. for Kate and Jordan. We'll see if this one not continues just, it. Not just safe, a good space. <laughs> we'll see if the street continues with this one. What is this? Narumi, a female office worker who hides her Fujoshi lifestyle. What is Fujoshi? It basically just means being anime trash and loving boys, love manga, and that yep. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And Hirotaka, a handsome and capable company man who is secretly a game otaku. The two seem perfect for each other. But love is difficult for otaku. Yes. I, this is the fact I pulled off of Wikipedia because it just gives context to what we think about when we think about comics. The print version, volume two of the print version yeah. of the manga, sold over 200,000 copies in its first week. Wow. Wow. It's a lot. I think C.B. Sobolski would literally shoot himself in the jaw if he <laughs> could have anything from Marvel sell 200,000 copies in a week. Yeah. It is rough out there. Yeah. For North American publishing, y'all. Anyway, so yes, this is a show about our two main characters starting to date in a very awkward fashion to the point that I didn't even know that they were dating by the second episode. The fact that the show calls out. Yeah. And a couple of their coworkers who are, were they dating before the show started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally mentioned that. I missed that too. I was either very tired when I was watching this or just... Jordan tried to do a thing this week where everything is subtitled this week. Yeah. Jordan likes to multitask. Oh, there are no. definitely probably some things where he looked away from the screen and important plot details mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. were conveyed. Um, but anyway, we're dealing with a bunch of a different type bunch of different types of nerds yep. here trying to fall in love. I guess is it fair or unfair to be have the first take be like, did you like this better or worse than I think that's recovery fair. of an MMO junkie? I definitely think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. I like this a little less. A little less. 
same. A little less. Same, but there are things I like better at the same time. Yes, agreed. I think you could say that in Recovery of an MMO Junkie, the protagonist was like the only good character. She's the only character I remember. Maybe one of the other MMO players. Um, yeah, I I liked her. I thought, found her much more compelling as a character and interesting. These characters here are not less compelling. I don't maybe a little bit, She's, but I mean I find all of them interesting. Uh I I do find the main character interesting, but she's just so kuai. Like she's bleh, she's just so like cute. And I know they talk about it all the time. Um and I do love her obsession with her tiny boobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every time the boob thing came up, I was going to be like, "Oh, fuck, and Caitlyn's going to have a problem with this." But Oh no, I think can it's never a, predict Caitlyn. Caitlyn's okay with the boob talk. I think it's a a great viewpoint and a great thing to see a character get discouraged because the guy she's dating likes all these things that have big boobs and she does not because that happens when you're like oh you like this thing that i don't have Mm. so now i feel deficient that's a real thing that happens that i think is a really and then she turns all the the figurines around around. i love that um but there are things that i like didn't understand about their relationship and i don't understand anything about their relationship um, like there was no like build up there was no discovery that they did like each other and i still don't know if she really does like him it's very confusing i do like her trying to remember what uh, color underwear she has on I appreciated that because it did have a certain form of like adultness, but not dirtiness to it. Like these are adults. Mm -hmm. They're dating. Somebody's probably going to want to have sex with somebody at some point. Yeah. And. Which you never see. Yeah. And just her even thinking that like, oh my God, I'm going over to his house. He might want to have sex. Yeah. It's kind of implied that like, yeah, I'm kind of okay with that, but damn, what color underwear do I have on? Yeah. Like you rarely, especially in anime, you rarely see that. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, frankness and like. It's just, it just is what it is. And it's a concern that I'm, I know ladies have. Sometimes. Oh my God. All the time. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, what am I wearing under here? And also the fact that he just like. He wants to get the controller. When, when she thinks. <laughs> when she thinks that he's you know, making a move to start things when, when she's over there. And she's like, oh no, God, can we just wait till I, <laughs> can we just wait till I have pink? Yeah. As in pink underwear. And he's reaching for wheat. What did you press? Stray bullet. <laughs> um, and he's reaching over her for Wii controllers. And he's like, oh, you, you want a pink one? He's like, I, I don't have a I, pink I one. Thought I used to have one. I don't anymore. What do we think of him? He's fine. He's closed off. Very. Um, but I think that's the type of personality type you get, right? And I think that's a nice... I would like them to explore why they are the way they are. I do appreciate them going into like childhood stuff and him being like i didn't have any friends which is so it's, many of us and it's kind of implied that like he's probably been in love with her forever in his yeah. way yeah um because she was his only only friend yeah but he hasn't he wasn't he hasn't been creepy about it no he's just been like i did love the thing where i love the meta-ness like in the second episode when he's like i just like, I'm sorry, I told you I liked you. And then they were like, he did not say this. Go back to the last episode to, to, to verify. Viewers, go back to the last episode. No, yeah, because he, he, like, she's complaining. Basically, this, the plot, such as it is, was like, she starts a new job. Yeah. Because she had to leave her other job. She felt she had to leave her other she, job. She felt she had to. Because her ex-boyfriend found out she was Fujoshi trash. Yeah. And spread it all around the office. And everybody's kind of looking at her like, Ugh. Uh. Ugh. 
And so she starts at this new job and doesn't want anybody to know. She wants to keep her, her nerdiness all to herself. Yep. Passes this old friend of hers in the in the hallway and knows that he knows she's into this stuff. Yep. She hasn't seen him in forever, but I mean, they were nerds growing up. So then she's like really determined to like put a pin in this real quick. Yeah. And basically, I think she asked him out like immediately. She's like, let's talk. Let's have some dinner like after let's work. Let's go for drinks after yeah. work. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, bye. No time to talk. Yeah. She's like on her way and he turns and he's like, or hey, are you going to the Winter Comic A this this weekend, which is like the huge, like fan, like amateur fan comic yeah. expo, and she just like the, you know, the lightning broken glass behind her head, <laughs> like oh god, um, and then her discovering that her coworker, who she thinks is amazing and awesome, is like actually a very successful crossplayer. Yeah, usually cosplay, you know, crossplay, cosplays as a something other than her gender. Um. And the scene where she, like, is trying to broach that subject yeah. with her. Like, it happens really fast. It would have been cooler if it, like, Had been. there was a little extra tension there. Yeah. But seeing her at lunch and trying to, like, see what's on her phone. <laughs> yeah. And there's actually, if you look in the background, so the main character, like, ducks behind a wall. And one of the guys passing her, just a random employee, looks at her strangely. And I was like, finally, someone is noticing that someone else is acting strangely and ducking behind a wall. <laughs> So I like that those little bits, the sprinklings of like funniness in the background. And the fourth character, the cross player's boyfriend, reads manga but isn't like He doesn't do He's not super over the top, right? No, like, but he's like very in the closet with the ma- manga. <laughs> like at one point the the I love how we don't know anyone's name. Uh <laughs> the like quiet uh, I, I game the, otaku i can get them i can do it yeah um he's like following behind him well this guy picks up manga and he's like stop looking over my shoulder <laughs> this is very private for me narumi is our protagonist hirotaka is the game otaku her boyfriend okay. hanako is uh, narumi senpai and the crossplayer yep and hanako's boyfriend is taro I'm only ever going to remember Taro. Um, describe him on here as like, he's a less intense otaku. Yes. He likes heroes and bishoujo. So, and I like the explore, exploration of different otakus and the ways people can be different. And they even talk about like sports otakus, mm-hmm. like sports nerds. Um, because in Japan, you know, otaku means one, has been kind of made to mean one thing over here. Yeah. Whereas like, in Japan, otaku means you're just really into something. It's, it's you can be an otaku for anything. Basically what geek and the geek down is all about, yeah. right? Is just like all those different like nerddoms or geekdoms um, and how they like merge or cross or that kind of thing, right? Um, so like I like calling people who are really into sports, sports geeks or sports nerds. They don't really like that very much. No, they don't. <laughs> but it's the same thing. If you can tell me like the – if you can tell me more than four batting averages – yeah, for your for your team, <laughs> you're a nerd, my dude. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I I really liked all of that. Um, there were some very funny bits, and like, look, this is a slice of life. Yeah, which you don't always do well with because it's kind of meanders. There's not really a plot per se, but it's a slice of life about things that I'm interested in. It's right? if you want to hang with these people, yeah. yeah. If you just want to see what they're doing that day. Um, 
and I love that like the two girls are become friends and instead of rivals. Yeah, and they call each other uh their soulmates. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. Um <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it's like I probably really, really want them to date. To yeah, be yeah. Um, I don't know why I was so charmed by the two couples kind of doing para para dancing in the opening of the show. Yes, I was kind of like, I might be here for this. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> it's sweet. very endearing. Or like when they're the is it the third episode where they actually go to the comic con? Yes, and she like realizes. She's she's going to miss the opportunity to buy one of these books. It's only going to be on sale for a certain you know bit of time. Yep. And I think this also leads into some something they're playing into that I hope they continue to, which is sort of like, for lack of a better term, the you know, gendering of the nerddoms. Like, right. He has no fucks about his nerdery. Yeah. He's just like, you know, she's desperate for no one to know that she's into boy love comics, and he whips out a fucking game system to play Monster Hunter on his break at work. Like yeah. he. He don't care. I also love how they do the in-game stuff. Like when he's playing he's the playing video- Monster Hunter. Yeah. It looks like an actual video game. Uh, I didn't know. It might actually be Monster Hunter. Oh, Like okay. I, I have no idea. Um, and sidebar to that is that the show looks great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for a TV, for TV anime. Yeah. She wants to go. The whole relationship starts when kind of when he, she's complaining that she can't ever tell anybody who she is. Mm-hmm. And in typical for this sort of transactional relationship thing i see in a lot of japanese stuff and anime he's just like what about me i wouldn't make you cry i'll never cheat on you i'll never cheat on you you wouldn't have to hide who you are type of thing and i can be your like and i'll <laughs> i'll help you sell at the comic game. yeah i'll be your manager or something and that's when she's like yes and they like shake on they it shake hands it's like okay so now they're dating hence the confusion in the second episode where it's like oh they're dating now and it's called are we dating now isn't that it or <laughs> I, I don't are, recall are they, yeah um but so now we're at the comic that he volunteered for, which was the whole catalyst for their relationship. And she goes off and <laughs> she hears people talking about like, oh, my God, there's this totally hot guy who like selling boy love mango over. <laughs> and she gets her. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I put you in this position. She's really apologetic. And he's like, oh, well, I don't yeah, care. it's fine. Whatever. And then she texts the two other ones is like, he's been assaulted because he's recounting this guy, like stroking his hands <laughs> while he's giving them the comics. He doesn't seem to be minded. She's like, oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, you have to look at it at its own thing, but it is going to be anybody who's seen MMO Junkie is going to compare it yeah. to this show. I think if I had a more packed anime block yep. this season, it might fall by the wayside for me. Okay. But since I'm only really watching Megalobox with any regularity, mm-hmm. like, I probably got some room. I got some room in the sketch for There's probably a good chance. I will watch this. Though I say that all the time, and then I don't. See, <laughs> you say it all M- the time, and then you're like, forensic files. MMO Junkie, I watched. You did. Like, immediately. You binge that fucker. Um, so, we'll say, I mean, kick punches. I'll give it like a 7.5. I, basically the same. The same? Yeah. It's, it's, we're not reinventing the wheel. No. I don't think it's doing things as revolutionarily as some of the writing I've seen wants to make it appear. But Though, I, I mean, I the sort of... Again, like the whole even idea that they would have sex. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> how is this an anime? Even acknowledged? Yeah. Um, sidebar to other shows on Noi Domina that we loved. Because um, Lord knows it'll probably never get animated. And I don't know if you're ever going to read the comic. But the final volume of Princess Jellyfish made its way to major Canadian retailer. Oh my and gosh. And I did not do work for like five minutes while <laughs> I flipped to the last little bit. And uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, uh, Homeboy remit with his mom. Oh. 
And they did a big, huge, like, fashion show type thing. <gasps> and he revealed that he was male to yeah. all the members of the house. Sidebar, you know the shut-in? Yeah. Dude. Oh, really? The shut-in was a dude. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he... <laughs> Apparently, the story is he showed up. There was not a rule for right. no men in the house. Uh, he showed up and saw the kimono nerd and, like, fell in love with her immediately. Right. And then didn't want any men in the house. Oh, my gosh. So, he, like, locked himself in his room and, like, kind of instigated this. <laughs> but there would be no there would be no men in the house sort of thing. Anyway, and then by, by at the end, it's, like, it kind of goes to, like, a omniscient narrator or maybe it was Clara, mm-hmm. the you know, the cartoony version of the jellyfish, yeah. like talking over it. And it's like, what did they get married? Well, who cares? It's not what this is about type of thing. Like, well, that's nice. is, you know, this is about how it's about, you know, princesses can be a bunch of different things and you know, you can all be your own princesses and Ugh. yeah. Oh, yeah. My heart. <laughs> so they shouts- can even be a hot dog. <laughs> Princess hot dog. <laughs> they can be. So yeah, that's out there. And I think her next, thing which is tokyo tararaba girls which i know a lot of people were super amped about because it's mm-hmm. actually a manga about women in their 30s yeah <laughs> um, that's coming out this summer as well so also sorry mm. which i was gonna say which was nice about you know the mmo junkie right like she's older yeah, and this as well i mean they're probably mid-20s in this but i mean yeah. it's it's not in a fucking high school yeah any show that's not in a high school <laughs> like, yes. immediately pass. Moving on to the thing Kate brought me. Yeah. So actually, this is kind of one of those things where I only watched one episode and I was like, Jordan, you watch this because <laughs> I wanted to watch it so much. <laughs> so um, I'm going to butcher a whole bunch of things. And I really apologize if you are from a Spanish speaking country. Um, I really do sincerely apologize. So what I gave Jordan is the Ministry of Time in Spanish. It's El Ministerio del Tiempo. Um, It is a Spanish, they say, fantasy television series. It involves time travel, but not through like scientific means. So I wouldn't call it sci-fi, but it, I wish they'd call it like historical fantasy or something. Mm. It was created by Javier and Pablo Olivares and produced by Onza Partners and Cliffhanger for Television Española. Um, I saw it because it appeared on my nef- Netflix. <laughs> this is really like... <sighs> sorry, do the preamble first. Okay. But that's a that, that's an important point that I think is re- is relevant here. Okay. So it appeared on my Netflix um, and a senior correspondent and I were looking for something to watch and it looked really cool because it involved time travel and I like ministries that are silly. That's why I like Harry Potter so much. <laughs> Ministry of Magic, what? Um, and we started watching it. And we both are love history and we know very little about Spanish history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably won us over in the first episode where um, they are, are become part of this painting. And... Which is amazing because we both um, love art history and we both like freaked out at the same time. And we're like, this is fantastic. Um, So I gave it to Jordan uh, because I wanted to keep on watching it. And I thought it was interesting enough that he might engage with it. Um, So basically, um, the Ministry of Time is the best kept secret of the Spanish state. Um, It's an autonomous government institution that reports directly to the prime minister. 
It patrol its patrols have to watch the doors of time so that no intruders from other eras can change history for their own benefit. The series follows the assignment of Ministry's newest patrol, the one formed by Army of Flanders soldier Alonso de Etrerios, uh, 19th century student Amelia Folk, and 21st century Samur paramedic Julian Martinez. So, yes, they collect these three people from time, they make them into uh, like a little unit, and then they start giving them missions, yep. which is to keep Spanish history on the right course. Mission of the week type of stuff. Yes. And they do in the first episode, um, they talk about like agents working against them, people using these time doors that appear in random places um, for people's own benefit. And that's a lot of what they're stopping. Mm. Or if they notice something has shifted. In the second episode, they talk about like the butterfly effect of certain things. So little differences in history having a big impact later on, which I think is really fascinating. Um, And... The only thing I have to say is subtitles go pretty quickly. <laughs> so there have been occasions where I had to like zip it back. I'm pretty good, but I had to, if too many people are talking at once, I've had to zip it back a no, little. No dub option on this. No dub option. Um, but otherwise, it has been great. The costumes, the sets, the, the production value, I think, has been really, really good. This is not uh, Saturday morning Xena. Like they, <laughs> they've actually done a pretty good job here. Um, and it's been really fascinating to learn things about Spanish history that I had no idea about. So, Jordan, what did you think? So, I mean, you mentioned how this just like turned up on your Netflix one day. Yeah. This is like a prime example of like this show was never going to burst through my Netflix. Just because no. the algorithms involved were yeah. not going to... Yeah, and and sorry, uh, Jordan mentioned before, like this show started in 2015, um, and has been going. It's now it has three seasons, and yes. they've announced a fourth season. I don't know if that's. I'm not going to say it is because of Netflix, but I think it's definitely Netflix has brought it to a Probably larger hurt. audience. Um, but like you said, Jordan, like there are things that you tell me about that I'm like, I will never get this on my Netflix algorithm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. This show would never have made its way to me if you had not brought it. Cause Netflix is usually like, give him more Japanese trash. Like <laughs> he will consume he, it. He does not want a Spanish, you know, fantasy series. Yeah. Uh, Hey Netflix, I would enjoy a Spanish fantasy <gasps> series. That's cool. Why don't you bring me a Spanish fantasy series every once in a while? Yeah. Um, look, I love foreign TV. Yep. That's always, I love to see other places cause yep. I get too poor to travel. <laughs> So I like to see other places. Um, this, as Caitlin said, there are many countries. First world countries have lots of money. Yeah. Oftentimes, their studios have lots of money to make things. Mm-hmm. This show got money. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody ponied up some money for this. Even moments that are like CG'd yeah. don't look really CG. There's no like yeah. harsh green screen type of effect going there. Show looks really great. I also really enjoyed... And I hope this is a thing that continues and it feels like it will be. Um, it's a government ministry. Yeah. Oh, so there's like budget cuts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to tell me that you're going to take like, if you can give me like a sci-fi house of cards in this as yeah. well, where it's yeah. like people are kind of like exploiting the ministry yeah. from within for their own benefit or power jacking or, or like the budget cuts. There's or, a, they don't get a Christmas bonus. One guy's so, like, so, what the hell? Some guy in like a fucking, you know, like 15th century field, like it gets a letter from the patrol. It's like, oh, this is for you. And he reads it. It's like, they're cutting the Christmas bonus. Like, 
I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. This feels to me like this show makes me appreciate what people like about Doctor Who. Yeah. Because this feels like an earlier, less, I'm not going to say it's not silly. Yeah. It seems like there's going to be, and I've read episode descriptions going forward. Seems like there will be some silliness yes. as well going forward, but I don't think we're going to fight werewolves with Queen Victoria. Like, right. I don't think it's going to get that silly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are clearly some jokes and some references that are just way going over. way past and, like, both of our heads. I told <laughs> I told uh, she made me look up the painting. <laughs> I told no, but I told your um, uh, senior correspondent Chris that like there was a scene where they like reveal the head of the ministry. I'm like, that's probably a really famous Spanish <laughs> actor, but like we don't know who that is. But the way they just like shot it, the way he walks in from shadow, yeah. it's like it's like um, uh, oh my gosh, he just did a debate. He's living in Niagara on the Lake right now. He's like one of the nerd gods, Stephen. Stephen Fry? Yes. It's like if Stephen Fry showed up as like the head of the ministry, right? We'd all be like, <gasps> but I was like, we don't know who this guy is. And apparently every episode, there's like a ton of um, well-known actors that like make special guest appearances. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, yeah. we I will saw, know none of them. Yeah, I, saw the, I saw the list on Wiki. One of them, one woman who plays Isabella II, like yeah. played Isabella II in another like movie or, movie or miniseries or something. Um Shows up as Elizabeth. Elizabeth even, even the writer, they're supposed to like make sure it gets on a boat in the second episode. I'm yeah. like, I don't know who that is. And I've like been looking things up and like, and there's stuff about like Spain's like golden age. And I'm like, what is that? Who, when is that time period? Um, so this show's got a lot going for it and like three seasons sitting there. It's like, hey, new yeah. thing that you like and you can watch, like, this can get you through the whole summer. And it probably will, which takes us through the, the one strike against this show. Y'all, it's real long. An hour and ten <laughs> minutes per episode. Mm-hmm. Did they put commercials on in Spain? Like what? They must. Not, they must. How long not. is this? Like and like full seasons. Like it's not like it's not like Britain where it's like four episodes per season. It's no. like these fuckers are thirteen episodes a season. Yeah, and an hour and ten minutes, y'all. Yeah. So after the smooth thirty minutes we've been getting lately, this <laughs> was like like listen, it's. To Caitlin's credit, she gave it to me real early in the week, and I didn't bother looking it up. So when it was like when it was like fr- when it was like Friday, and I saw it was an hour and ten minutes per, I was like, "Oh, girl, we might get we might only get through we might only get through two. So I only got through two, but not because I didn't want to watch more than that. It was just like you better settle in, like yeah. you better make yourself some popcorn, and like this is what you're doing for the next, you know. You're going to have a night ahead of you. And because it's uh, subtitled and the subtitles, like I said, do go pretty quickly. Um, it's not as quick as that la- that anime you gave me that time where I was <laughs> like, a, I can't. It's no, it's no Tatami Galaxy. But, um, but you're, not, you're not crocheting while you do this. Yeah, you're in for a heady experience. You're not yeah. going to get up and go to the bathroom and listen while it plays on in the background. Which yeah. You are committing to this, yeah. which is not going to be – could be a strike against it for some people. Um, I did like that by the second episode – by the end of the second episode, especially, we're starting to get into some dark territory where, like, yeah. so, um, our, our Turo, is that our, is that our sword, our, our, fl- Flander, revo- our revo- soldier? Flander soldier, our revolutionary? Um, you, you might have the name better than I will. I'm just like soldier. Julian Agatha, is that her? Is that her name? Amelia. Amelia. Um, it, Alonzo. Julio, Amelia, and Alonzo. Yeah. So episode three, sorry, not Julian, episode three. Sorry. I didn't get to episode three. Episode two, yeah. they go to get this guy in a boat. They're looking at the ship logs and they see Alonzo's name. Yeah. Alonzo's name is on the ship register. That's impossible. How is this supposed to happen? Come to find out, Alonzo's got a kid he never knew anything about. And I want to say, like, 
the writing's clever. Like they're they're not they don't just like feed you everything mm. or or they don't make it like we had no idea it was his son right like even julian who has been there met the boy said he needed to step out for a minute when the guy comes out he's like so it's your son huh like he can tell immediately mm. that that's what's going on he doesn't need like some great exposition or anything so i like that those little bits so i mean i thought it was a throwaway line when they finally trek the other Alonzo down. Right. And old Alonzo is like talking to him and he's like, I've seen you. So I feel like I've seen you somewhere before. And you just think it's because he was some like storied, you know, supposed to be a famous, he's got a nickname that people know him by, but he doesn't yep. know himself by that. So, I mean, he's clearly a historical figure. I think I thought at that moment that it was just like, Oh, it's just cause he's renowned as like some sort of historical figure type of thing. Yeah. Um, cause he doesn't say that's his name type of thing, et cetera, et cetera. So by episode two, people are already kind of exploiting, Julian's got a wife that died. Yeah. So by the end of the first episode, <laughs> they have a magic cell phone. Yep. Again, this is why it borders Doctor Who silliness, but yeah. you're not you're not even gonna get like a dilithium crystal type of explanation <laughs> for why this works or why this dude has why some dude down a you know, fifteenth sixteenth century shipyard has internet connect <laughs> connectivity. Like Yeah, it's just magic. That's they, what they call it fantasy. They, they yada yada that. And it's yeah. fine. I don't I don't care. So yeah, he he's got a he's got his magic cell phone and when you realize by the end of episode one that he's just he just wants to call Julian just wants to call his wife yeah because before she died they fought yeah that's the last conversation they ever had he just wants to have a conversation with her that's he wants to apologize he wants to have a nice conversation with her he doesn't try to save her or anything no don't know if that's gonna hold going forward mm-hmm. but by the end of episode one I really liked that that's what it was he just wanted to like he was still letting her go but wanted to at least have a nicer conversation yeah and by episode two you find out he's calling her all the time and shit it's yeah like, and, and what i like is that the other two people in his team are like what the hell are you doing like you're gonna get caught you're gonna see yourself yeah something freaky's gonna happen oh yeah he's already hung out in the background at a diner yeah. where they uh where... they took a picture yeah um so by the end of episode two you know so they save arturo's son yeah and keep him from it's basically this is all centered around the Spanish Armada, which is a disastrous military attempt to invade England, I believe. Yep. They break this down. They, and they sometimes do that as well, where, like, Arturo's from the 15th century. He knows nothing. So if there's something he needs to know about, well, that informs the audience yes. as well, as yeah. they explain it to him. Um, like, what's Skype? <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, there were only, like, two or three ships that made it back that didn't get destroyed yeah. in this uh, invasion attempt. And... They have to make sure that the people they want to save are on the right boat type of thing. Yeah. So everything's cool. They save the writer and Arturo's son kind of flagrantly going against, you know, they come back and say everything's cool. And some of the higher ups are like, it doesn't seem like they're hiding something. And the boss is like, eh, who here isn't hiding something? Like, yeah. Of course they're hiding something. Um, and there's a B plot in that episode where like the secretary keeps ducking back in and out of the <laughs> to past. take things from her, you know, house yeah, sort of thing. Um, they don't get – and I like that they're kind of tight roping a line between something like dark would do your head in. Yes. If you think about it for too long. Yeah. This plays a little more fast and loose with time travel but still gives you a little jab of darkness because after they save everybody, Arturo goes back with some money to give to a his child at, his, at a younger age. Yes. To – and you know, give him a couple of sword fighting pointers type of thing. He's like, How's, is your mother all right? You know, she's fine. Why are you asking me all these things? He's like, oh, I'm a friend of your family. Here, give this to your mother. Go. Yeah. And the kid runs off and 
maybe Arturo's realizing it or maybe it's just, you know, made really obvious for the audience. Cool. But you see the older version of his son again going like, I feel like I've seen you before. Yeah. Paradox Web! (laughs) (laughs) They don't, like, Dark goes full Full. both feet into that type of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is going to. I don't think it will because I think it's trying to be a little more populist. But yeah, uh, I appreciate that at least they're going there a little bit, Mm -hmm. which kind of, you know, puts it a couple steps above the Saturday morning Xena type fair. Yeah. Um, This is a really cool show. And I think this is a good opportunity for us to like, I don't think people are going to find this show. Yeah. If we're not telling them about it. So agreed. Check out this show, y'all. If you if if you like dark, but you thought dark was a too dark and (laughs) and scary sometimes and and scary and creepy and too much and very cold and and wet and rainy. If you want to see, you know, Spain in the past, 15th century Portugal before it got destroyed by an earthquake or whatever that was about. (laughs) Yeah, check that out. If you want to see fabulous outfits, oh my gosh, so many fabulous outfits. Those. Scarlet Pimpernel fucking hats they were putting on for the yeah. in the second episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those hats serve no purpose, but they're dope looking. Um, I like at one point they're like, "You didn't change." She's like, "Ah, oh, it's only been seventeen years. I'm sure that they." It's fine. The same thing. <laughs> Everybody's spitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So have you seen further along or I have not? Are you, oh, you, see, you only got the first two episodes. I only in got too? the first two episodes. I was going to watch more, but then I was like, "No, nah, it's fine. I'm going to keep on watching this show, and I don't want to get too far ahead of Senior Correspondent because we're going to watch it together. Because you know, you have to have some shows where you watch together and some you don't. Yes. Um, this is going to be one of the ones we watch together. So, um, I think this is also like I don't know how Spanish television contracts work. Yeah. Over there, but I don't think all the characters we have are going to. Stay with us going forward. Why? At least from reading episode descriptions and like... <gasps> don't do that. I don't... You put on the first... You load it on Netflix and like the title card is Arturo and two other people. <laughs> like... It wasn't for me. So I was like, well, what? Yeah. I like Julian and I... Julian and Agatha. Yeah. I keep calling her Agatha. I don't her know name's Amelia. Amelia. Um, and then, yeah. So then I scrolled through and read a bunch of stuff and I think... I think at the very least, I don't know if Julian's making it through the... Making it through the season. No, I think he might. Uh, but he's so so cute. Think looking. he might. Think he might make some decisions that are bad. Decisions. Poor regarding his wife, but we'll see. Because we're gonna stay with it too. Because for me, hey, that's an eight. Woo! Woo! Awesome. Very excited. And for you? Oh, for me, it's like a nine. <laughs> like there's stuff <laughs> about like history like in there and history that I don't know about. Oh yeah. No, it's when I realized that this is like a less silly doctor who that i was like i get why people like doctor who now because you know they got these doors and they can go anywhere and yeah it's not always going to be like you know the 1500s and some sometimes they're in the 60s when they're in the 80s i think like yeah they're just going going all over the place and i'm really interested to see how this budget cut (laughs) oh this is (laughs) (laughs) how it's gonna go it's a government ministry they're gonna cut inefficiencies like yeah what's the dude saying it's like every government has secrets spain only has one but it's very old (laughs) um yeah so i'm Interested to see where it goes. I, this will not be a thing where we come back next week and I'm going to be like, I finished the Ministry of Time. It was no, great. No, it <laughs> will not. Check back with me maybe in January. <laughs> and I'll, I'll hey, let you know. People are still waiting for a Borgen break. Oh my God, right? <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry I've been stiffening y'all on Borgen breaks, y'all. Slacking. Well, listen, it's good. It's got to be one or the other. I don't have time for I don't have time for two solid hour block shows in my life. But eh, we'll go. We'll alternate. Yeah, working one week. El Ministerio del Tempo. That's good. The other week, it's really good. It's much better than mine. It's real hard not to say like Bumblebee Man Hill on 
be uh, totally honest right I now. just want to say everything with a French accent. So so that is on your Netflixes. Look it up. It will probably not be on your front page. It won't. Probably. But find it. It's hidden, hidden gem. Yep. Hidden gem in there on the old Netflix. Well, friends. I think it's time for us to get going. time for us to get out. Jordan's going to go try, hopefully, to see a Japanese seven-inch turntablist. Cool. Play at a store this afternoon. Cool. Hopefully. We'll see. I'm going to go all the way down there. And if it's like more than 15 people in the store, I'm going to be like, okay, bye. We'll go for a walk. Uh, And Caitlin wants to sleep. And I respect that. Yeah. So all I do is sleep now. So we're going to give her an opportunity to do that. As said at the top, if you would like to get at us for any reason, you can hit us up on Twitter at GeekdownPod. Get up off Twitter. On Instagram. We'll take your Insta or your Finsta. That's also at GeekdownPod. Send us a missive, as my co-host said. Yes. At our email address, which is geekdownpod.gmail.com, or strap on the fanny pack, put on your wraparound sunglasses. Make sure you have your insoles in. <laughs> insoles are very important. Yep. Get them <laughs> the compression socks and orthopedic shoes. <laughs> Take a stroll around the dilapidated, half-closed mall, buzzing neon of social media. That's Facebook. We're still there. Uh, at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. We'll listen to anything you have to say, y'all, because there ain't nothing else going on around there. So no, holler at us. That's going to do it for this week of the show. Thank you so much for listening, friends. As you do every week, it means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will see you or hear you or you'll hear us next week. Goodbye. Bye. Way back when, Lil Wayne, planes, 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 planes. <laughs> we should do a musical about planes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really, really should. <laughs> it's just us yelling planes and doing jazz hands a whole bunch. <laughs>